0: Good morning. Universe, still morning, as it is 10.59 here on the 15th of February. And uh, I'm going to be pushing through a few episodes today, and I, I've i had this one sort of in the back of my mind for a week or two. And I knew I had to get to it, and I know I have to talk a little bit of this dynamic, because it definitely affected me. And, um, and that is my buddy Andrew from childhood when I speak of my three best friends in elementary school Scott Andrew James John uh, we were all pretty different um, in our own way James was the most athletic Um, Scott was the nicest if I can put it that way Scott's just a sweet dude Um, Andrew's the most charismatic And i was the smartest and i'm not saying these three guys aren't smart they all were smart everybody got straight a's but i won the spelling bees you know what i mean like there was just and and i'm not saying that i wasn't on the the baseball teams with andrew scott and james but scott was second base andrew was the catcher james was the superstar and i was right field (laughs) so you know the pecking order was clear there um and when it came to nice scott was just a great kid. He just came from a great family. They were just a loving group. Um, Scott was good to be around. Scott, I run into Scott. I run, Scott's the of the four, the last one I've seen. I just ran into him here in Denver. And is a great seeing him. He's a good, a good dude. Um, always was. And, uh, and so is James. James is just a great guy. James was my protector, to be honest. James lived across the alley from me. So we were the closest. And... Uh, Scott lived four blocks away, and Andrew lived four blocks the other direction. So they were eight blocks apart, but because James and I were right between the two of them, we clustered and did everything together for a long time. Um, Even though James was my best friend, Andrew and Scott were my best friends too. And uh, Andrew... If Lily is my regrettable guardian angel, well, then Andrew is certainly the devil sitting on the other shoulder. and I love andrew i'm not I'm not saying there's any animosity even here. but there's no question that Andrew was a bit of an antagonist in my life. and in ways that frankly resonated that that still today harbor some uh, attic space that they shouldn't. but Um, when you're in a group of four, dynamic of the four will, will tug. There will be some sort of, uh, there will be some sort of king of the hill activity in that group. And I never wanted to play that activity. It wasn't of interest to me. Um, I didn't care to be, well, I suppose because we all had our own thing and, so had an identity that was unique that maybe I, I, I did because, because I felt like I was the spelling bee champion of the group, um, that I did turn my math test in first, whatever. Um, I had that identity. And James was clearly the most athletic. And Andrew's a great athlete. I'm not saying that, but James was gifted. Um, and Andrew... Andrew was charismatic and everybody loved Andrew. He's got a personality of a, of a senator, uh, who's, yeah, he does. Anyway, Andrew, Andrew was a lot of fun and smart and witty and, uh, just, just a great personality. And so when I got elected king of the school, I certainly hadn't lobbied for it. And in fact, I don't think would have expected to have won. I knew I was on the ballot, but I'm sure so were James, Andrew, and Scott. So when I won that, um, this was the time when we had first started developing crushes on girls. So there was a little bit of competition in who you could like versus who somebody else had already liked or whatever. You know, that kind of stuff was starting to filter in. There was definitely um, the uh, Rodney Harrison Factor in fourth grade that sort of turned machismo uh, around, and then there was the Chris Robinson factor. And Chris Robinson moved into our neighborhood in the fifth grade, and he was he was a loudmouth. He was rude. He was racist. <laughs> he was uh, he was many things that were abrasive in our classroom setting, and stood out immediately and he lived a block away from andrew they lived on the same street one block away so he and andrew in the fifth grade started to become friends just because geographically they lived so close and this started to turn andrew frankly into a prick (laughs) and uh and there were there were more than a few scuffles where chris robinson was concerned because he was a dick and I think even James kicked his ass one day, if I remember right. I know somebody did, I think it was James. Um, but he just, he was an agitator. He liked to say things that got people riled up. That's just who he was. He was the uh, Bill O'Reilly of fifth grade Amos Steck Elementary. And <clears throat> with his introduction, I think things started to, to sway toward passive and aggressive. Andrew joined the aggressive team. James, Scott, and I all were on the passive team, and, um, and frankly, when uh, push came to shove, and Andrew was threatened by my, um, I think especially reputation with fifth and sixth grade girls, and I didn't know this at the time, but I learned this, <laughs> I learned this the last day of high school, when Anne, one of my elementary school friends told me that all the girls had a crush on me and they all used to try to slide down the slide behind me because that was how you indicated the boy that you had a crush on and I always thought it was funny how many girls would always line up behind me on the slide but I you know it's just it, like you, you just get this stuff late in life that you have no ideas going on in sixth grade but I think when uh when a, Andrew's first real crush didn't like him but liked me I think that was it. Because not only did Andrew kick my ass in sixth grade on the playground on the way home one day, and James and Scott just stood by and watched, because frankly it was it was Andrew's it was Andrew's move to say I'm the boss. It really was, and uh, and then Andrew stole my homecoming date senior year of high school at the dance. So. <laughs> but Andrew also got me to take acid for the first time. And I don't know if I ever would have if he hadn't convinced me to do it. And so there's, like I said, if there's anybody sitting on my devil's shoulder, it's Andrew. <laughs> and, and I love the guy. He's, he, he's uh, often, I believe, South America at this point, um, doing some things for uh, the Foreign Legion or however all that shook out. Um, but he's a, he's a fascinating guy and my life is less of an experience without him in it. Could I have handled some of the uh, adolescent conflict with Andrew in a better capacity, full on capacity? Yes, I could have. But Andrew also taught me, um, well, Andrew taught me a lot. Not all of it good. But part of life as an adolescent is trying to navigate those influences right the ones that you know aren't good for you but you're kind of tempted by well andrew was a load of those and uh and some of them frankly to this day i'd have been better off not encountering but overall andrew's a big plus in my life he he gave me space in which to Um, to be challenged and stood by me at times when it mattered and yeah he pushed me around a little bit and yeah he may have stolen my homecoming date and all that stuff but boys will be boys right I love you Andrew I always have even if you did one up me in life at times when it mattered I will always be there for you in the end.